Welcome to the Sleep by Shay podcast. I'm Shay Morrison, sleep expert and co-founder of The Goodnight Co. Join me each week for hints and tips on all things sleep and follow me on Instagram at Shay Morrison. Sleep. We know that this podcast is all about sleep and I really wanted to go back and cover off the fundamentals of why sleep is so important. And in this conversation, it's a bit tricky because where do you even start? There are so many conversations that you can have. And today, what I want to talk about is a little bit about the science of sleep, the stages of, that we go through with sleep and how much sleep we need, looking at the health and lifestyle factors that influence how much sleep we need, and then why is sleep important to our overall function and ability. So sleep is vital for maintaining health and well-being. During sleep, we become unconscious, which is where the cognitive and physical functions still remain active. And these processes work to restore our health and optimize our waking functions. When humans are deprived of sleep, physical and mental health can become significantly negatively affected. The statistics show that nearly half, so 48% of Australian adults, are reporting at least two sleep-related problems. Children and teenagers are also in this category where they actually need more sleep than adults, but the majority of high school students are falling short on sleep. Obtaining the recommended amount of sleep provides many health benefits, so those who are sleeping enough enjoy better mood, less stress, better decision-making abilities, and lower the risk of getting sick or experiencing long-term health problems. So when we uncover the science of sleep, humans, along with most animals and plants, have an internal body clock. This is our circadian rhythm. And it's naturally attuned to a 24-hour day-night cycle. So this internal clock, our circadian rhythm, oversees our bodily functions that fluctuate every day. Things like metabolism, body temperature, and hormone release. Two hormones that fluctuate each day play a significant role in our sleep patterns, and these are melatonin and cortisol. So melatonin is our sleep hormone, and it prepares the body for sleep. And the brain releases it when the eyes are exposed to darkness. On the opposite, exposing our eyes to light blocks the melatonin production, making a person feel more awake. So light from both natural and artificial sources can inhibit melatonin release. This processing of light and darkness signals to the brain, whether it's daytime or nighttime, informing the body if it should be awake or asleep. So this is a really important factor to understand this sleep hormone because this plays such a big role in why we need to have darkness at nighttime. So once we are winding down in the evening, we've finished our meal, we should start to be dimming some of the lights around the house so that we're in a a more subtle light condition. And then as we really prepare for bed, we want as much darkness as possible so that this hormone melatonin can start doing its job and making us feel tired. As I just mentioned on the other side, in the morning, When the sun is rising and it's becoming light outside, this is when we want to get our eyes and our body out into that natural sunlight or artificial light if you need to. The sunlight is going to be the critical factor 
of getting our bodies moving for the day and stopping that melatonin hormone release. So the other hormone that we mentioned, which is critical, is cortisol. Cortisol promotes alertness and gives people energy. While melatonin dips early in the day and peaks at nighttime, cortisol follows the opposite pattern. So people who have a healthy sleep-wake schedule experience the lowest levels of cortisol before going to sleep and the highest levels in the morning. Cortisol receptors are located throughout the human body, so its release can impact many bodily functions. Because cortisol is often released in response to stress, it is often referred to as the stress hormone. The sleep drive, a mechanism that promotes sleepiness and controls the intensity of sleep, also works with the circadian rhythm to help regulate waking and sleeping patterns. The sleep drive is supported by the release of andesone in the brain, which is a product of cells using energy. Other factors can also impact how tired a person feels by affecting circadian rhythm, including work shift times, jet lag, and genetic changes. So it's really important to get an understanding of what's happening in your body because everybody is so different and these hormones are doing different things depending on what your body is doing and how your patterns are. So for example, if you're not in a natural rhythm with sunlight, then it's going to be quite hard for your body to enjoy those natural sleep-wake times. Also, when it comes to stress, if your body is under constant stress and cortisol is constantly being released, then this is also going to play a really big factor in how all of our hormones are talking to each other and what's happening. So it could be a good time to get some blood work done if you are somebody who's thinking that you're probably feeling stressed a lot of the time, it would be interesting to understand what's happening for you. So you can get some advice from your local health practitioner. Getting some blood work done, if you've never done that before, is a great place to start. So as we move into the stages of sleep, as humans, we experience a set of distinct sleep phases. And these have been categorized into different stages according to differences in wakefulness and brain activity. All sleep stages fall under one or two primary types of sleep, which is rapid eye movement and non-rapid eye movement. We cycle through four different stages of sleep. This is our stage one. You're in a light sleep. You're transitioning from being awake to sleeping. Your muscles are starting to relax and your heart rate and breathing are decreasing. Humans typically spend about one to five minutes per sleep cycle in this stage, and it probably makes up about 5% of the full sequence. In stage two, this is N2, breathing and heart rate continue to decrease in this phase. Muscles are relaxing, the eyes stop moving, and the brain and the body prepare to drift into a deeper sleep. As sleep cycles continue through the night, humans spend more time in this phase. Then we move into stage three. So this is in the first half of the night, you spend more time in this period of this deep sleep and your heart rate and your breathing patterns slow to their absolute lowest rates of the night. And this deep sleep contributes to the feelings of restoration after awakening. And then our REM sleep. So this is when sleepers reach the, the REM period, the eyes are quickly shifting beneath the eyelids, breathing speeds up, becoming more staggered 
and inconsistent. And this is the dreaming stage. So dreams may occur through any sleep stage, but most common during the REM stage. Your muscles stop moving during REM sleep. You can get that feeling of when you're having a dream that you can't move, often that you're in this REM sleep stage. So we cycle through all of these stages throughout the night and generally we cycle through maybe four to five stages depending on how much time we spend asleep. This comes to the age of the topic of how much sleep do we need? Each age group needs a different amount of sleep per day. The exact amount of sleep differs for every individual person. And this is something that, like most things, you really need to understand your own sleep and work out what works best for you because this is going to change from person to person. Sleep is critical, a critical element of cognitive and emotional development. As a result, infants, children and teenagers then require more sleep than adults because they're still in a developmental stage. As we age, we do require less sleep each night. So some of the recommendations, when we're in that newborn stage, we're sleeping for 14 to 17 hours, including naps. Then in that infant and toddler stage, it's anywhere from 12 to 14 hours. And then as children, you know, we're still looking at the 10 to 12, 10 to 12 hours a night. You know, this is for three to 12 year olds, which is still quite a bit of sleep, more than probably what people think. Teenagers, 13 to 18 year olds, also require eight to 10 hours sleep. And for adults, we're really looking at seven or more hours. So that's going to depend again on what's happening for you, but really aiming for seven or more hours. I know for me personally, eight hours is a good number for me. So when we look at health and lifestyle factors that are influencing how much sleep we need, so specific sleep needs depend on an individual's health, any genetic traits and lifestyle choices. There are multiple factors that can influence the amount of sleep someone may need. So things like physical activity, stress and illness. More active people may require increased amounts of sleep. So for example, experts report that the restorative nature of sleep is really crucial for high-level athletes for the increased physical demand. If you're under a huge amount of stress, the research suggests that Stress and sleep both affect one another. So being stressed can negatively impact sleep and sleeping poorly can increase stress. For this reason, meeting the sleep recommendations is especially important for people experiencing any anxiety or stress. And illness. So sleep appears to play a key role in immune health. Insufficient or poor quality sleep weakens the immune system and has been shown to increase catching a common cold. So determining how much sleep you need. Each person is very different. There is no one-size-fits-all number defining the amount of sleep you need each night. And some adults will function fine on seven hours of sleep, while others, like me, need eight to nine hours. As such, it is important to identify your sleep needs. One night of sleep deprivation can lead to decreased mental performance, though these effects improve after recovering lost sleep time. So if you've had a bad night's sleep, you are probably going to find that you're not functioning at the level you want to the next day. But if you can get back on track, this can really rectify very quickly. So sleep is so important. It's a necessary component of good health. Any disrupted sleep can negatively affect our physical and mental health. 
And research reveals that shift workers in particular, whose circadian rhythms become disrupted by working at night and sleeping during the day, may be more likely to develop conditions such as depression, diabetes and breast cancer. Now, while it's unavoidable for some people to not um, be doing shift work, it's really important that if you are in this category, that you are trying to get a total amount of sleep, even if that's over two time periods. So for example, if you need to have a nap when you finish your shift at eight o'clock in the morning, and then also having another block of sleep in the afternoon, then it's really aiming to get that total hours of sleep. So along with some serious and negative health outcomes, a lack of sleep can affect our day-to-day life. Increased daytime sleepiness caused by sleep deprivation may make it difficult to socialise, focus on tasks, learn, recall memories, and drowsiness may make driving quite risky as well, putting a drowsy driver and anyone else on the road with them at a higher risk of accident. There is no single explanation clarifying why sleep impacts human life so immensely. Sleep researchers have developed multiple theories explaining the importance of sleep. According to the energy conservation theory, sleep evolved as a way for mammals to save energy. Sleep is connected to metabolism, a chemical process that allows the body to transform food into energy. Research indicates that human metabolism slows significantly during sleep, suggesting that we use this time to save energy for more active periods. There's also the restorative theory. So researchers suggest that the restoration theory post-sleep helps the body to repair itself. Studies suggest that sleep is linked to hormones and cells involved in growth, cell repair, tissue regeneration. This example was a study recently that underwent a rotator cuff surgery and it revealed that sleep quality was the key in their healing process. So healthy sleep is also associated with better immune health. Sleep may help restore the body through the use of stem cells. Genes are related to circadian processes that appear to promote the activation of stem cells. And stem cells are cells that support tissue regeneration by repairing damaged organs and tissues. And sleep may also protect stem cells from aging too quickly, which is what we all want. So tips for better sleep. We want to look at improving our sleep by focusing on a few key lifestyle changes. However, if sleep issues get in the way of your day-to-day activities, consider reaching out with your local health practitioner and seeing if there's any underlying conditions. So we want to take into fact of looking at our sleep environment, establishing a bedtime routine and avoiding any electronics and too much light before bed. Of course, exercising regularly and getting out into the fresh air. So as you can see through this information, sleep is critical when it comes to our human evolution. We cannot function even after one night of no sleep. One whole night of no sleep, it's the equivalent of a blood alcohol reading of 0.05, which is deemed to be at a state where we are not allowed to get behind the wheel. So sleep is so critical in our day-to-day function. I feel personally that one of the key attributes that comes from sleep is mood and understanding how sleep impacts our mood. And if you're wanting to feel better during the day, more alive, being able to really tackle the things that you need to do day-to-day, then sleep is going to be your key to your superpower.
I hope that this gives you some great information on why sleep is so important and a little bit about the science. For more information, stay tuned as we work through the next three modules around having trouble falling asleep, going to sleep and waking up multiple times during the night and waking up in the morning and simply not feeling refreshed. Thank you for listening to the Sleep by Shea podcast. If you're interested in learning more about our guests or any of the topics we've spoken about today, head on over to the show notes for all the details and sleep advice you need. If you like what you're hearing or are sleeping better, we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and listen along with the Sleep by Shea podcast to wake up looking and feeling your very best every day. 